WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Week of September 11th and 12th, and a happy new year to all. We all realize in a parallel universe of Rack and Fin Radio when a season opens, indeed, cause for a new year's celebration. The early bow season for deer opens today and is going on in select DMZs, deer management zones around the state. Go to njfishandwildlife.com. Check on the press release there, and the map from the digest is printed online. All the information is there. Remember, earn a buck, so you must shoot an antlerless, you know, doe or a you know button buck first before you can get a buck. And the exception is for the youth hunters; they can get a buck if one comes under the tree or by the blind, et cetera, at infinitum. Word about the digest heard from Dave Golden, director of Fish and Wildlife, that the digest is rather delayed. The hard copy won't be out for, couldn't give us a date. But again, the digest is online. Now, I am the most soberly computer-declined person you will ever meet, and even I'm able to <laughs> get the way through it. All the rules and regulations, bag limits, etc., are there. The Tucko Wildlife Management Lottery application period is open for this month. Those are for the blinds on the Tuckahoe track. Tremendous waterfowl hunting down there. Okay, it's open during the month. Again, go to njfishandwildlife.com. Click on the Tuckahoe Lottery application. The form is there. Get it in because it is going to fill up. September goose season is still going on. Limit 15 birds. Electronic calls allowed. Unplug shotguns, no more than seven shells. And the magic, the magic. Shooting time till a half hour after sunset. Yeah, a lot of stuff is happening. Keep this on your calendar. It's still it's about a month out, a little more than a month. Saturday, October 9th at the Red Wings Sporting Clays Range here in Suey's Landing Road in Port Republic. Shout out to Roger Guyberson, Danny, Danny too, as I call him, young Dan, although young Dan is not bigger than than old Dan. It's gonna be a it's a great course, great sporting clays course. You get that wind on some of those stands, you get that wind coming off the Mullica, man. Those birds got a mind of their own. It's gonna be Saturday, October 9th. It starts at 9 a.m. It's gonna be a $75 donation. Person includes 100 rounds of sporting clays, shed over 15 stations, lunch, cold beverages, all that. Go to N go to NJ, what New Jersey Outdoor Alliance, NJOA.org for more information on that. Before we get to our first guest, guest, just sorry, I'm too excited. Too much stuff going on here. The fish and the hunting, too much stuff going on here for Tom P's little mind. Register early for the youth pheasant hunt because, again, the spaces, I mean, they, they, they get snapped up real fast. It's going to take place October 30th. Now, uh, what a youth archery day is going to be coming up in a few weeks. You know, again, back to the pheasant. So, okay, uh, properly licensed and supervised youth hunters have the opportunity to hunt one of the wildlife management areas stocked specifically for the program. And the vision puts out big numbers, big numbers of ringnecks. And it's a, it's a great program. Registration closes October 15th. We want to get a youngster involved in this. Please do. It is, it's a great, great program, great hunting, great dog handlers. And there's also bonuses where birds are, are stocked on other uh, wildlife management areas. Again, after 12, you can go on there, you know, not supervised, but an opportunity for the youngsters to experience the great stocked pheasant hunting opportunities available in New Jersey. Coming up, Captain Lou Van Bergen, Miss Born to Get Light. Party boat tuna. The bite is on. Grab that cup, grab that rub. We'll be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Okay, here's the deal on the saltwater front. Counting today, the 11th, nine days remaining until the summer flounder, a.k.a. fluke season, draws to a close. And it's been on the overall, my informal polls going everywhere from Monmouth County down to Cape May and up and around has been a really good bordering on excellent season. Okay, now it's going to be a 28-day gap before the sea bass season reopens October 8th, where it goes back to, you know, 10 fish, 12 and a half inch minimum. In between, no one seems to be paying attention to a building fishery. Granted, very limited scope. And it, believe me, I've done it a few times. It's an acquired taste. The offshore tuna. That bite is on. You have yellowfin out there. And longfin have just arrived. So I got to report a little bit uh, farther north up in the Hudson. So the tuna season is on. Now, there are several party boats sailing for tuna. 
in the Rack and Fin Radio listening area. It is the big and badassly beautiful Miss Barnegat Light, 1801 Bayview Avenue in Barnegat Light. Party boat, tuna fishing is a whole different game, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me on that one. Joining us live on the line right now is Captain Lou Van Bergen from the Miss Barnegat Light. Some do's and don'ts. And how to how to maximize it's gonna be pricey, it's gonna be a little bit expensive, but how to maximize your opportunities along the party boat rails when it comes to what is now primarily blue uh, I'm sorry, yellowfin tuna. Captain Lou, thanks for joining us on Rackfin. How you doing, little brother? Good, Tom. How you doing? Hey man, it's yellowfin season out there in the canyons and the Miss Barnegat Light is selling what on weekends, Lou? Yep, we start uh the the 11th of September, we go all the way through to the end of October. So we're we're geared up and ready to go. And Lou, the the reports I've been getting in oh, farther north out of Brielle, uh, Belmar, that area there, they are doing pretty well when they are making the offshore runs. There's some tile fish involved there, but it's primarily a yellowfin bite. But longfin have showed. Now it's gonna that's an early run. They'll they'll probably show up more naturally later in the month of September. Well, uh, you guys are geared, locked, cocked, and ready to rock. Is it a primarily yellowfin game for the Miss Barnicot Light? Well, we, you know, we're opportunistic. You know, it's just a canyon trip. You know, we we try to build it as a canyon trip. You know, we uh, uh, we made a decision a couple of years ago to basically forego our you know twenty two hour or twenty one hour trips uh, simply because you're kind of limited in what you can do a lot of times with mm-hmm. those shorter trips. And, um, you know, we do 30 hour and I would say 30 hour, but Captain Lenny likes to keep us out and do a little bit of overtime to make sure we put fish in the boat if we can. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we make that trip, uh, you know, as, as fun and as possible, you know, to, to fill the coolers as best we can. And, uh, you know, it's definitely yellowfin, uh, like you said early on, you know, we love to see the the long fin when the long fin starts to bite the albacore, you know, it's usually, uh, you can get them, you can get them jigging, you can get them coming fast hot and heavy and um you know that's usually usually a really good uh you know fishery when we can get that going like but like you said usually when the water starts to cool they start to flood in but mm-hmm. if they're coming now that's that's welcome news to our ears we'd love to see them as much as possible well that's um, uh, an absolutely luscious bonus rather uh captain lou is the mahi aren't there didn't you guys score well on uh some my hits last year well, it's definitely, well, last year, not so much because, the, you know, we had the fish at the triples, you know, we fished, we fished there during the daytime and then we would uh, make our way out to the canyon once the sun set, you know, fish for swordfish primarily and then, uh, you know, come back in and then uh, before the sun came up for the uh, day bite again in the triples. So it was a little bit of a different season last year. You know, we, mm-hmm. we fished the canyon our last trip and it was, it was a, like a more of a, a traditional trip, you know, uh, do a little tile fishing during the daytime, you know, before the sunset, sunset, we got ourselves anchored up. And, uh, you know, we had that, that typical, you know, long night where you're waiting for the bite to happen. And, right. and the bite did happen for us. And it was, uh, you know, worked out, worked out in the end, but, uh, you know, this year it seems to be a little bit more traditional. Mm-hmm. You know, we know there's the, the inshore spots, but it, you know, they kind of seem to be, you know, hot and cold and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, with the mahi, you know, that's that's really, you know, part of our game plan. You know, what, sure. what how do we want to approach it? You know, you mentioned tilefish, mahi, you know, the tuna. I mean, we, it really gives you a, a good, uh, mm-hmm. the longer trip gives you a better opportunity to, to maximize your time out there for sure. Yeah, join us on the line, Captain Lou Van Berg and the Miss Barnegat Light, 1801 Bayview Avenue, up there in Barnegat Light. Topic is party boat tuna. Now, Lou, let's get to the brass tacks. Uh, I'm sure you've seen... And a lot of tuna guys are adept. They they know what to bring, what not to bring, et cetera. But this uh, the, the light tackle game now for tuna, especially on a spinning end, has become the rage. Actually, has been the past year or two years or whatever. Do, is it a scenario sometimes that you see, again, using the cliche because it's true, bringing a knife to a gunfight insofar as somebody's, the size of somebody's yellowfin? You know, it is a, it's not so much the size of the yellowfin, but it's the – it's the environment in which you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys, the, 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 uh, you know, jigging and popping with the, with the heavy spinning rod and, and, you know, it has its time and place and, you know, the 25 to 45 foot center consoles that are out there, you know, they, they can do that when you have two or three guys on the boat and you can kind of, you know, chase after a fish if you have to, you know, right. we're, we're primarily anchored up and we're not chasing a fish. So, <laughs> That's um, right, yeah. you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to put it in your, in your gut or put it underneath your arm and, and really kind of muscle efficient. Now that's not to say that, you know, the lighter tackle, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it lighter tackle, but the, you know, I mean, the advances in tackle and, and rods and reels, right. 
is immense from, you know, when I started doing this 30 years ago, everybody was using senators and, and roller guides and roller tips and everything else. And now you, you were fighting the rod as much as you were fighting the fish sometimes. Right. And now, now you can go ahead and fight a fish on relatively light tackle with a really, really strong reel, you know, for flat lining and jigging you can pop and you can use braid on our boat. Um, you know, so it gives you an advantage to basically really just fight the fish and not fight the rod so much. And I think it's important. So many times, you know, guys come and, you know, things change, you know, there's the evolution of the fishing, fishing industry, the fishing tackle industry, you know, is very quick. And, um, you know, it's, it's important to look and see and learn from everybody that's on the boat, uh, whether it be a a mate or whether it be, you know, the high, the the high hook on the boat or the, the, the guy who's catching all the fish and everybody's scratching their head, getting upset. Why aren't I catching fish? Why aren't I, why am am I not catching one? Mm -hmm. Watch and learn, you know, being observant is probably one of the most important things they can do. Look, some of the most common mistakes that you observe. One thing too, if I I can get into this, I get the reports, uh, kudos to the fisherman magazine. I'm still doing the offshore reports on, but you hear great bites, great, this, great, this, a lot of action and X number of fish lost right at the boat or close to the boat. Again, angler error, tackle failure, a combination of both? I would say most most of the time, you're unfortunately, you're going to have to point the finger at the <laughs> angler. Um, you know, with... with Excuse again, me, he said that for my benefit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, with a, with a, with a, a center console, again, you know, a big, a, you know, a medium-sized boat offshore, you can kind of move around a lot quicker and there's not as many lines in the water, things like that. And, you know, we, we stress to our customers that, you know, basically, you know, if you, if somebody's got a fish on next to you, you got to reel up and get out of the way, you know, so that we try to minimize that as best we can. You know, we Mm -hmm. always, you know, go back to the old adage, you know, you know, do unto others as you would do to yourself or do to them. So, you know, everybody kind of works together. We catch more fish, but you know, when you get close to the boat, it's when the anglers, the most tired, the fish is at its most, uh, you know, will do anything it can to get off, get off of that, that hook and, and get back in the water and not, not end up in our brine tank. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the biggest problems we see is guys get tired, they get sloppy. And, you know, next thing you know, the rod is, is, uh, you know, under their arm or they have it on the rail, which is fine when the fish is, fish is down deep and it's away from the boat a little bit. But, you know, when you get close to doing those, those tight circles, you got to get the rod out away from the boat. You know, we have an aluminum boat. It's, you know, aluminum versus mono, aluminum versus braid. It doesn't make much difference. You know, the, the, the line's going to chafe and it's going to basically break off. Mm-hmm. So really it's just a, a matter of, you know, kind of keeping, keeping your eyes, eyes on the prize and, and doing the right things and, and listening to what we, what we're telling you to do sometimes, you know, there, there's definitely uh that tuna craze is a little bit different than most other, other, you know, fish frenzies in the, you know, people tend to kind of lose lose track of what's going on, and right at mm-hmm. the end there, they they are tired and everything else. But right. it, and most of the time, it's just not listening. I think. Right. <laughs> and Lou, especially the mates on your boat. I mean, these guys are pros, and, and they've seen it all. And it's amazing to me, and I've been guilty of this as well. You know, in the heat of the moment, not adhering to their advice or recommendations, and next thing you know, rods up, line slack, fish is gone. I mean, listen, yeah. these mates are here to help you catch fish. The captains are there to help you catch fish. Hey, there's, there's nobody that wants to catch fish more than, than Lenny and all of us. I mean, you know, in, in all, let's be honest, you know, the mates all, we all make our money off of uh, the fish that are in the boat, not the fish that get away. <laughs> so, you know, it, it really comes down to, you know, we want to get those fish in the boat. We want to, it's a prideful thing. You know, we want to, have as many fish as we possibly can. We want to beat this boat. We want to beat that boat, whatever it might be. And, um, you know, the guys that, the guys that we have on the boat, we, you know, we have a, we have a number of guys that just come to the fishing, right. you know, for, as mates. Um, you know, we have guys that have worked on the boats for, you know, like I said, 30 years, my brother, you know, some other guys that work on some of the scallop boats, you know, they're done for their season and they, they do this because it's, it's a passion to them. They, they have that, that sickness of wanting to catch tuna. They want to go after them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we have guys, we have a guy, Joe, he, he makes uh wind on leaders and, you know, just, just some of the, the knowledge that's available to our customers, if they want it is, is immense. And, um, you know, again, it's that evolution, you know, there, there's guys that are, you know, guys that come, come in, Hey, I saw they're doing this with, this is a new knot. This is, 
And it's like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I didn't see that. You know, I, uh-huh. you know, you got to learn. And if you stop learning, you, you're basically treading water and you're going to end up sinking at some point. So you got to, got to keep evolving, keep, keep learning as you go. So, and the guys are there. So just utilize them right. as a resource. Join us on the Rockefeller line this morning. September 11th is Captain Lou Van Berg and a big ass and beautiful Ms. Barnegat light. The tuna season is on offshore on the party boats. I want to get into some of Lou, some of the party boat do's and don'ts. What, I mean, now tackle wise, the guys come on, they, they pretty much know the fares. They have their favorite tackles. So now you have tackle rental outfits available, correct? Yes, we do. We we do rentals for uh, in the tuna rods, and we also, if we do mahi fishing or anything like that, we have that as well. Um, you know, we we pretty much, you know, as of late, you know, it's really been more um, very very few rentals, but you know, we do have you know the traditional you know Penn Senator mm-hmm. that's a workhorse that just you know catches fish after I mean I can't imagine how many fish these these reels have caught over the years um and uh you know we do rent tackle out um the biggest do's and don'ts are you know with the with the with the use of braid you know when it first came out a lot of party boats and charter boats were like no braid no braid no braid and we've kind of moderated on that you know we've seen the uh, advantage of using the braid you know jigging you know you have the depth finder um braided line so that you know exactly, you know, when Captain right. Lenny says, hey, there's, there's a school, there's some fish coming on a boat at 120 feet. You know, you have that depth finder, um, you know, braid, you can put your jig at 120 feet, jig you it once, it. and boom, you're in. You're in, yeah. Whereas you're trying to get mm-hmm. where your guys are trying to guess. Um, you know, but but we do ask that you only, we, we tell our people and we, we kind of enforce it, you know, if you're flatlining baits, you know, you can use braid. If you're jigging, if you're popping braid, no problem. If you're using it for, you know, uh, you know you're putting you know, three eight ounce egg sinkers on and putting it down at 120 feet in the middle of the night, you know, we ask that you have a top shot of mono just simply sure. from a more so from a tangle standpoint. And we all know, you know, everything in the fishing industry costs a lot of money. And the last thing we want to do is we, we don't want to cut out, you know, 60 yards of, uh, you know, 60 pound, uh, you know, power pro or whatever, whatever you're using. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unfortunately when tangle happens, the tangle happens and the fish, the fish is the one that gets priority. So if you get tangled in somebody else that's got a fish on there, we have to cut your line. We cut your line. Captain, um, look, on the Miss Barnick at light, what, what's your uh, angler number? I, mean, I know it's restricted uh, for the two we're trips. At, we're at, tw- we, we limit it to 27 people. Everybody so, gets a bunk yeah. um, and there's plenty, plenty of space. You know, if all right. the lines are going out one way or we're drifting, you know, there's, there's, there's room for everybody on the side. You're not, you know, you're shoulder yep. to shoulder because we get, we get a lot of big guys, but you know, they're, they're all on that one side or across the stern and it's, uh, it works out pretty well, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's limited. I mean, and unfortunately for everybody that's listening, you know, we're, we're sold out for the season right, right now. Yeah. You know, our, all mm-hmm. our trips are booked and, uh, you know, it's great for us. It's, uh, you know, the last couple of years, it's been, uh, you know, it's definitely been a better season and it showed, you know, we, t- we told people, you know, Go ahead and uh, and book, you know, when you can. And we have guys, we have a couple guys that we have, you know, every weekend we're booked, you know, between now and the end of October. And mm-hmm. those guys are on every single trip. Oh, yeah. So we got, some, we got some fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this, though. Can it, is it basically uh, until the nighttime, because it's basically angler's choice. Guys, come on. I want to uh, flatline let some chunks out. Other guys want to jig. Other guys want to pop if the fish come up top. What's the deal? Yeah. Here? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, you know, it just depends upon, you know, what's working. And, you know, we, we you know, kind of encourage everybody to try different things. You know, if we're reading fish and we're not getting bites on, on de- deep lines, then, you know, somebody should – flatlining is like it, – it's kind of a – I wouldn't say it's an art, but it's kind of like most, most of the guys come on and they don't, they don't realize that that's going to be like a very, very effective way to do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a long night, you know, you know maybe you don't have any bites for, you know – four hours or something like that. You know, you're waiting for them to basically go ahead and wake up and find your slick. And, and uh, you know, if you're just sitting there with your rod in the holder and it's down, you know, 120 feet and, you know, the squid are eating your baits and you're not checking <laughs> your baits, then you're not really actively doing anything, you know? Right. And and that's when guys are like, you know, they, they, they're sitting there on the bench and they start nodding off or they're, you know, it, it gets boring. It gets monotonous if nothing's going on. But if you're flatlining all the time, anything that's coming into the slick, you have a better chance of, mm-hmm. chance of getting. Um, jigging, you know, it's it's really, you know, we have, I mean, there's some guys I remember years ago that would do nothing but jig. And, I mean, they could be a jigging machine to basically do that. And, uh, you know, we did have guys that would do that. Now, today, it's it's really more so when people start to see the, the fish come under the boat. You know, if you're fishing bait already, it's a lot of guys don't want to grab, you know, reel in and grab their, their jigging rod. Right. But sure. um, 
whoever's chunk, one of our guys, whoever's chunking on the on the on the uh, upwind side, you know, is always you know we're always throwing a jig in when we start to see fish. So if we if we start hooking up with some fish, all of a sudden you get some uh, you get some guys that are <laughs> ready to jig. They go on the other side of the boat, and right. next thing you know, you got you know four or five fish on, and it's uh, it, you know then everybody's looking for a jigging rod. So. That's mate. I say it's like bear hunting. You know, ninety percent of it's you know board just sitting. All of a sudden, holy bleep, you know. Well, that's my... it. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, we try to try to make everybody understand, you know, it's a long trip. It's 30 hours, but you know, as, it, as was anything, you know, that you're excited about, you know, you're, you're all pumped up and everything. So sleep is, is limited. Um, you know, when we first get there, you know, whatever we decide to do, tile fish, mahi or, or go right for tuna, um, you know, that starts at, let's say one o'clock in the afternoon. And then you're all the way around until the next day at nine, 9am or 10am to come back home. And uh, it's a long, sure. long, dark night, you know, and if there's not a lot of action, you know, guys, you know, sometimes, you, you know, if it's cold out, if it's windy out, whatever it might be, you know, you end up with, you know, 20 guys inside and seven guys still fishing. And then all of a sudden the bite happens and it's like you're, you're wiping the, the sleep from your eyes and all of a sudden you're like, you know, it's half over. Right. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely something you got to, you got to stay at the rail. You got to be persistent. You got to take advantage of the time that you do have out there. So it goes on line, Captain Lou Van Bergen, the Miss Barnegat Light. Party Boat Tuna. It is on. It's going to go to the end of October. Last year at the Rex, though, Lou, guys were out there fishing into December. It was sick. Yeah, no, it's something we, you know, we we could definitely probably keep going. Um, you know, the weather gets a little bit dicier and things like that, but uh, the fish are still there. You know, they've been there into January some years, especially the long fin. Lou, two things I want to mention, the tile. Now, maybe more anglers are doing it, taking advantage of it. This has been one incredible summer into to me, it's early fall already. Uh, not only the goldens, but the blue lines as well. I mean, some specimen fish, Southern Canyons, Northern Canyons, Southwest corner of the Hudson. It's been insane. Yeah, no, it's been a good year. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's good when we see that because obviously it just gives us one more option, you know, when we're out there, mm-hmm. you know, depending upon conditions and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, you kind of, you know, when Lenny puts together the trip and, you know, the game plan, you know, that's, that's all those mm-hmm. things that the, where are the pots at, you know, what, what, where are the pots holding any fish, you know, and we're, we're like every other head boat, you know, we're, we're in contact with guys that are out there in a week, uh, the, uh, the charter boats. And then, uh, then of course, you know, we have a number of, uh, long liners that are out of Barnegat light. And if mm-hmm. they're fishing local, you know, it becomes one more, um, you know, resource for us, you know, with Lenny's relationships with them, you know, he's been, he grew up with all those guys. So there's a lot of sharing of information, but yeah, the golden tiles and the blue lines are, they're in our course crosshairs, hopefully. <laughs> Cause I, I love fishing. I love when we go fishing for them. It's a, it's just a different, different experience, yep. you know? Well, well, Cap, one thing too, the great unknown, because they will just kick, I mean, the yellowfin take your heart out, but you hook up, listen. You hook up on a big sword, especially at night. They will take your soul, your body, your mind. They they can be killer, Lou. These things, I, I they have fight in them from another universe. I think you hit into hey, a big hey. sword down here. What's the deal? Guys move out. I mean, the guy that has the or girl who has the sword hooked have you know run the boat. What's the deal? Yeah, most of the time, you know, it is uh, if it's a if it's a bigger swordfish, you know, and you and they know you know, pretty quick right away that it's a bigger fish, you know, we'll get, we'll get most everybody out of the water. And most, and most of the time, unfortunately, you know, when you do, if you do have a lot of yellowfin or tuna around the boat and you're seeing fish come under the boat, the minute you hook one of those swordfish, um, those fish are smart and they get out of there. So usually by that time, we don't really read a lot of fish that, that they're all right. worried about a sword slash them in half down there, you know, not knowing that it's hooked up, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's like uh, try to get every, as many people out of the water. And a lot of times it's, if you know it's a big fish and it, it took a long run and it's straight up and down and it's just, you know, Ugh. it's going on for Ugh. hours plus. I'm, I'm hurting just talking about it, Luke. No, I mean, I watch guys, I watch guys, guys do it and they're like, hey, do you want to take the rod? I'm like, no. I'm like, no, no, thanks. I don't get paid to reel the fish in. I get paid to gaff the fish in, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I've seen, I've seen some pretty tough guys get brought to their knees and yeah, they want absolutely. They want that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, we have a number of guys that come out and they, 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 you know, look for those squid, they catch a couple squid or they bring, bring, uh, you know, fresh squid. And, you know, the minute we get anchored up and we're all set and ready to go out there, you know, they're, they're putting that bait down 250 feet, 275 feet with a, a strobe on it or a light stick and, and just, just wait. That's it. And, uh, you know, they're hmm. successful. The guys that do do well with it all the time, you know, they, they come with us. They're, 
they're successful because they, they paid attention to the little details. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it sounds silly, but, you know, guys wiping, wiping their leaders down with alcohol wipes, uh, you know, just making sure every knot or every crimp would, you know, some guys crimp their stuff when they do the swordfish, some guys knot it. It's, um, it's a whole nother ball game. Sure. Um, but, but you got, like you said, you know, the, 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 big, the bigger fish that you, you see caught, you know, there's a reason you don't see a lot of big fish caught like that because they just usually win the battle. Right. Uh, you know, the right. gla- there's the gladiators out there. And, you know, the time you get you get destroyed by the gladiators. Speaking so. of Captain Lou Van Bergen, Miss Barnacle Lou, we're, we're up against the harbor. Before I let you go, the end game, Lou, the fish are gaffed or on the boat. What happens then? So when we bring the fish up, we you know we we tell them uh, you know if you want to take a picture, take a picture, um, and then we process the fish. We basically collar the fish, you know, for uh, um, quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as storage space. You know, we take the heads off, we take the entrails out, it cools the fish down, we put it into a brine tank. We have uh, four big tanks, or we have right. two big tanks on the boat um, mm-hmm. that are filled with ice, and freshwater ice and salt water, and that cools the fish down right away. We, let, we leave them in there as long as we can, mm-hmm. um, but if we have a really good bite, you know, we'll, we'll let them sit in there, and then we have to basically empty out the tank, then we put them on ice to store them, um, you know, like cordwood. And then, uh, you know, that, yeah. when we get back and then the only problem, you know, that we, we've tried to, and I know a lot of people have tried to, you know, get this change is we, we have to wait to c- cut any fish until we get back to the dock exactly. um, because of federal regulations. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we catch 10 mahi a person or we catch a bunch of mahi you know, we got to wait till we get back to the dock, we, we wait with all the tunas and, and the swordfish, everything else, golden tilefish. So um, you know, we basically preserve the fish. I mean, you know, you're going to, you're going to walk off that fish with a fish of great quality or walk off the boat with a great quality fish, mm-hmm. uh, simply because of the way that we take care of it. Captain Lou, thanks for joining us on Rackfin Listeners Party Boat 2. And unfortunately, the Miss Barnegat Light is sold out, but there are other options out there. And Lou, I'll tell you, you guys uh, kick ass again and again, and I hope you're going to have a great tuna season. I just feel it in my bones, man. And believe me, listeners, the law, lo- okay, full disclosure here, the longest I last on a swordfish, six minutes. <laughs> And that look, that was the longest four minutes after the first two I ever yeah. experienced. And that's even being hit by nuns in grammar school. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Lou, you take care. Have a great fall season. We'll see you guys soon. All right. Thanks, Tom. Sarah, yeah. be good. Way long on that segment. Way long. But, hey, party boat tuna. People, try it. Try it. You, you will just, well, the, the big Jamaica. Shout out to Captain Howard Bogan up there. It's a bit of a ride, but you'll do it up there in Brielle. Big Jamaica doing several other boats. Get on Google, get online, it, it and and be in shape, people, because this these fish, these yellowfin, especially. I mean, you're talking fish sometimes topping 100 pounds. They will kick your ass. Okay, grab that cup, grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and fin radio. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG Talk Radio 95. College football Saturdays at Chickies and Pete's are on. Chickies and Pete's, your favorite local sports bar. Enjoy the college football $5 game day menu every Saturday starting at 11 a.m. World famous crab fries, tasty roast pork sandwiches, Chickies boneless wings, and more. Plus Coors Light and Blue Moon ice cold draft beer specials every college football Saturday at all Chickies and Pete's. Chickies and Pete's is a proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles and the official caterer of Eagles training camp and the First Trust Bank Club at Lincoln Financial Field. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, welcome back to Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of September 11th and 12th. That was Captain Lou Van Berg and Miss Barnacolite Party Boat Tuna. Hey, as I said in the opening segment, Happy New Year to all when the season opens. And the parallel universe of Rack and Fin Radio indeed calls for a New Year's celebration. Archery season in select DMZs around the state is open today. Now, Canada goose season is going on. Rail bird season. I love my mud hens. Is going on. Crow season is going on. What chick season is going on? A lot of hunting going on. And now we have the October trout fishing happening. We have the marine fishing is going nuts. We have the bluefish. We have the flounder. Freshwater scene. We got bass. We got pickle. We got crappies. We got yellow perch. And down there in the southwestern part of the, the snakeheads. And let's get to the, the dark side of things. You are, unless 
Hey, it's one in a million. You are going to witness, intentionally or unintentionally, fishing and hunting violations, okay? Lawbreakers, it happens. And the Division of Fish and Wildlife has a great program, Operation Game Thief. Hey, man, the poachers, they're, they're crooks. It, I don't want to hear, oh, the fish is going to die anyway. You're, for example, if it's going to be four fish for the trout, you got four, you're done. Catch or release, don't, don't no. Oh, it's going to die anyway. No, 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 no. The resource belongs to all of us. Those of us who obey and those who disobey, it really gets my ass in the air on that. Joe's on the line right now, very special guest, Captain Ann Quirk. She's with the Division of Fish and Wildlife Bureau of Law Enforcement. I want to talk briefly, Operation Game Thief, and also, New Avenue, social media. When you see something on social media that's a violation, what to do. Captain, thanks for joining us on very short notice on Rack and Fin. How is your late summer going? Oh, very busy. Thanks for having me, Tom. I know. I tell you, these CEOs, they are everywhere and anywhere, it seems. Well, well, Captain, on the Operation Game Thief, now this program's been around in Jersey. It's patterned after um, New Mexico, like 78, 79. It's been in Jersey, early 80s. It has been successful. There are rewards offered. You may be eligible for a reward. What's involved? You see a violation. What do you do on the Operation Game Thief end? We have a hotline. It's staffed 24-7. The number is 855-OGT-TIPS. That calls into our dispatch center in Trenton. And they'll walk you through asking you for um, your observations. The more details you can give us, the best, the better. People can be anonymous, but it's always helpful if we have a callback number mm-hmm. so that they all can get more details. So that's what, you know, if, if you need to be anonymous, we understand that, but understand that there's always a better chance for a positive outcome if we can call the um, tipster back and get more details for what's going on. Captain, the success rate of prosecution, and I hear this more than, okay, more than a dozen, but fewer than a hundred, but a lot. Well, my call ain't going to make a difference. And I call in and it's the CO never gets there, blah, 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 blah. You hear this. But is it worth to make that call anyway? Well, as you know, we are spread very thin, but oh, yeah. we rely on the sportsmen out there to be our eyes and ears. And we do try and, you know, get to the spot as quickly as possible. If um, somebody gives us a license plate or vessel registration and we can't make it, we certainly enter that into our little notebook of people to look for in the future. So sometimes mm-hmm. even if it doesn't, out at that moment, that person may get their comeuppance down the road. Well, Captain, you see that a reward may be uh, available or something. How do, now, how does that work? Again, anonymity, okay, that goes a long way, but wh- where does reward money come from? The reward money is from our partners in the Operation Game Thief program. The New Jersey State Federation of Sportsmen's Club actually have a, a reward fund. So, when a case is successfully prosecuted, we contact that uh, Sportsman's Federation board and explain to them how intricate the case was, how important the information that the people gave us, and the value of the resource that was stolen from the people all go into the tabulation of what the reward will mm-hmm. be. Well, well, Captain, I just saw my notes here that you can make, listeners, you can make a, a tax-deductible donation. Is that still in effect? I believe it is. Now, that is through the Sportsman's Federation, and I believe if people go to their website, there's information on how to contact them to contribute. Captain Quirk, insofar as getting a call, you know, you receive a call, dispatcher, she goes on the way. What basically uh, transpires? I mean, travel time involved, we get that apprehension, you know, observation, apprehension. Is, Is it cases where it's a one, two, three, bang, we got you thing, or that'll lead to an investigation or continued investigation down the road? That may take a few weeks, a couple of months, and then the person is nailed from that initial phone call. Does that happen? That is a great question, and it depends on what's going on. So if someone calls and tells us, you know, I'm on the T-Jetty in Atlantic City, and I see somebody uh, sneaking short fish back to their car, obviously that's going to be something we're going to address right then and there. Mm -hmm. One of our biggest, most successful cases from last year was uh, observed an individual dragging a large antler buck out of a greenway behind a strip mall in Cherry Hill. Obviously, they said, something doesn't seem right here. And in that instance, the person was with the deer was gone by the time our officer was able to connect with the caller. But mm-hmm. our officers continued to work that case for a couple of months. And in 
as wow. it turned out. That individual ended up surrendering, I believe it was eight deer Whoa. that were harvested illegally over the past two to three years. Holy smokes. Now, and, and another thing we, we also hear, uh, Captain Quirk, is that, well, the, and I know it has to go through the legislature, I guess, uh, retired CO uh, Joe Kuchar, Kuch, as we knew him up there, <laughs> up in Union County, Essex, Hudson, you know, Joe was all over the place up there, was that the fines have to be, I guess, put through the legislature, any increase? I mean, is the, are the fines monetarily enough deterrent or no? Well, I think the sportsmen would have to ask themselves that. Um, yeah. when, when a fine for, say, an over-the-limit trout is only $20 and people uh, know we're spread thin, is that a deterrent? Right. The, the other thing that is a deterrent is people need to keep in mind if they have two convictions within five years, they lose their privileges for two years. And they're entered into the wildlife violator compact, which means if they go hunt in PA or they go fish in Florida, uh, it's going to catch up to them. Uh, Pennsylvania and Florida and 47 other member states will also recognize that license suspension. Oh, fantastic on that one. Hey, good, man. Far reaching. But Tom Pete, far reaching. Come on, don't. It's easy. Don't break. Just don't break the law. It's that simple. Okay, Captain, before I let you go, on the social media, which sometimes I hate it, sometimes, and it's, for, okay, for the most part, I realize the value that it does have. You see something posted, one with the, where these people's heads up there, who knows? And you see an obvious violation posted. What do you do? The, the most important thing we need somebody to do before they even call the OGT tip line is take a screenshot. A lot of times, um, whoever posted that image of the illegal activity gets called out and the image is deleted and it's gone forever. Or it's posted in a group that is not public access and we would have no way to look at it to start the investigation. So if um, people can take a screenshot, uh, email it to the officer once they're contacted, that is a huge help. We we do work cases from social media. We have made cases from social media. um, And it's certainly an emerging trend because i think some of the violators who are looking for recognition just can't help themselves you said that you hit that on the head captain captain ann quirk division of fish and wireless bureau of law enforcement thanks for joining us on rack and fin radio this is operation game thief listen to what the captain says get involved they're stealing the resources from you from me from your children from your grandchildren it's it's just it's just the thing to do operation game thief go to njfishandwildlife.com all the information, if you want to see it, is on there. There's a section there on Operation Game Thief. Captain, thanks for joining us. You take care. Have a great fall season. It is going to be busier than all get out. I realize that. Just be safe out there, okay? Well, thanks so much. You too, Tom. Take care, Cap. A little full disclosure, if you want to call it that. I met, then it was CO Quirk, way back when. I think it was the late 90s, early 2000s. Shout out to him. Oh, I miss him dearly. My friend Ralphie Nalepka, Millstone Sports. I'm up there in Somerset County. Deer checking time, I think it was I think it was shotgun week or something, and CO shows up. Uh CO, I think her last name was Ann Paul at the time. And I'll tell you, just rapping with the hunters out there's just really really was a friend of the sports with nothing confrontational. She was great, absolutely great. Ralphie said, That's the coolest CO I know. And all these years now she is a captain. Good for her. Okay, be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Fox News, I'm Carmen Roberts. Today, America will honor the heroes of 9-11, those fallen and alive. It's so hard, whether it's the first year or the 20th. But this milestone 20th anniversary of the deadliest terror attack ever on U.S. soil comes clouded by a pandemic and the echoes of a frantic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Still, President Biden tells Americans unity is the lesson from 9-11. Unity is the one thing that must never break. Unity is what makes us who we are. America at its best. The president and first lady will travel to all three 9-11 sites, the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and a field in Pennsylvania. And COVID deaths in the U.S.? Soared by more than 4,400 yesterday. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. 
Overnight clear and cool, low 54. On Saturday, there can be some fog around for a while in the morning, otherwise sunny and pleasant, the high around 80. Clear and comfortable Saturday night, low 64. Sunday, mostly sunny, breezy, becoming warm and more humid, high 83. Rather warm and humid Monday with some sun, high 84. I'm AccuWeather Scarra Babinski on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And let's get to some fishing reports here. What is going on September, the transition month? Everything is happening. The feet now after that storm, what was that? Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. Oh, the feed bags are on. We got nine days left, 10 days of whatever in the flounder season. You got it's going to be a, a gap 28 days till sea bass owns, but there's still the, the fluke, especially the flatties, man. They are on the chow. Stripers are really starting to hit, especially those schoolies up in the Mullica, uh, Great Egg Harbor Bay back there by the Parkway Bridge. Whoa, we got some bass there and some other places as well. Farther south, a little bit farther north, up there, Barnegat Inlet. Whoa, get those Missouri Crystal Minnows or those Daiwa SP Minnows up along those rocks. Going to be one turn of the reel handle, man. Bang! They are coming out. Join us online right now, Captain Dave, the Rave, Shoal of Seekin Bay, Spores in 81 Natalie Terrace in Obsequin with a quick fishing report. Captain Dave, what's happening your way, brother? Well, like you said, everything's happening. Uh, this this transition, it's beautiful outside. You, uh, you can go outside without sweating, without worrying about greenheads. You know, they 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 all leave it. Yeah, you know, Labor Day. Yeah. They're the, they're the same. They're the, they're the same as shoebies. And and guess what? <laughs> the, the bays are empty. The bays are go. empty. You, uh-huh. you got some. You got some ocean boats out there, but the reefs are plenty big for the few that run out there. Uh huh. Um, and like you said. Yeah, you know, the flounder's great right today. Um, you know, it's going to be a little iffy. We've had some breeze yesterday. It was out of the northwest. It, we're making a transition over to the south today. Uh, hopefully, you're already out on those reefs because it, the, you know, it should be calm right this minute, but it might pop pop up a little bit this afternoon and tomorrow's looking mm-hmm. iffy. But, but if you're going out and you're outside, I hope you catch some big ones because there's plenty out there. There's still plenty of big ones inside. You know, these mm-hmm. everybody the big problem on the insiders, there's so much bait. It's like the smorgasbord and you're trying you're trying to match you're trying to match a hatch. It's you know, but it's like it's like seeing you at the at the buffet. Tom. <laughs> you know, what what are you gonna grab today? I know you're gonna grab a little everything, but but yeah, you gotta match the hatch. Peanut bunker are everywheres. And that's going to be one of the number one, yeah, ma- number one on most fish's menu if they're big enough to if they attack live bait. Um, you know, the finger mullet. You know, I haven't seen way back here in the creek. I haven't even had a chance to go out and hunt for them. But but the finger mullet are oh yeah prime prime bait if you can get them. You mm-hmm. put them in front of them. There's spot everywhere. It's a lot of big spot. Not not too many, you know, smaller ones, but. Yeah, there's big spot around. They're they're good bait and good good for dinner too. What do you mm-hmm. what do you call them, Tom? I call them Lafayettes. And the other guys Lafayette. call them bait. Kate, uh, Lafayettes. When I was uh, down in Louisiana, I'd say they ate them like they ate them like I you know eat bluegills or crappies. Dave, they're excellent. I know people yeah, look so at me. The- you're eating bait. I said, yeah, well, I eat escargot too, and that's bait. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't use many escargots for bait, but uh, Dave, for but- the freshwater snails for bull. Oh, no, is that legal? Can I do it? Uh, for bullheads? I'm mad. You crush them up, throw a handful out, throw some on the hook. You'll get bullheads all night. But that's another story. I digress. Dave, what about <laughs> the bass up in the back? That's been some pretty good biting going on, man. Oh, well, I was almost trying to trying to keep that quiet because <laughs> because the, the stripers are you know unreal. It's still an early and late bite. Get those when those high tides coincide with the. With, with with first light or last light, it is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, with all this bait around, you know, it's in the low light conditions with with poppers, but but beyond that, you know, these these fish these fish are up and attacking these schools of peanut bunker, you know, in the in the rivers, you know, daily at right. any time. You know, it, you know, when that school comes by, you'll you know, you'll see birds, and everything isn't little. Don't. Yeah, they're not all bluefish. When you see birds on the water, they ain't all bluefish. They ain't all little. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of over 28-inch keepers. And if you haven't got your bonus tag 
and you like to eat stripers, and who doesn't like to eat stripers? Get it. Get it now because there's plenty of those 24 to 28 inches around, and somebody, you know, I don't know. I, I, I still, I still see hear people will I that will sit there and tell me to my face that that the stripers are are the same as they were in 19. 1990. Well, I was here in 1990, mm-hmm. and you couldn't catch a striper in these right. rivers. And you can catch it now from the yeah you know, the bay the bay side. The surf is turning on with the stripers. Um, yeah, you know, this month you know, as as yeah you know, there is going to be a mullet run, and when those mullet run at the beach, you're going to have some fantastic striper fishing off of the surf. So right, and you got to be there to catch them. So and- get out and and do the looking. Do the footwork, do the do the boat work, and find them, and have mm-hmm. fun. Hey, before I let you go, uh, one of the, one of the secrets out there because oof, we we're doing pretty well with them too. They have the white perch, man. They got the feed bags on too. Merry mother of God. Oh, I oh, I don't know what's man. happened in the last about three years that it's been a constant increase in the number of white perch and. Mm-hmm. And anywhere you ever heard of white perch, there are jumboats. You know, Absecon mm-hmm. Creek is well when I was when I was a kid, you know, twelve, fifteen years old, you know, I'd go down to my mom's dock and we I caught plenty of them there and it's and it's it's as good or better than it was way back then. And that was a long time Damn. ago. Um but seriously the white perch, we still got crab shedding and I I still got soft shells. Tom, if you oh yeah, if you want to know that the, the crabs are shedding, so the 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 number one perch bait is shedder crabs, and beyond that, if you can if you can catch the grass shrimp, you know, I I have, you know, I've been I've been here for thirty thirty some odd years, and I haven't figured how to catch and keep grass shrimp yet, so I ain't going to worry about that this year. <laughs> okay, listen, um, before I let Captain Dave go, the one thing you mentioned about the buffet at a buffet once I was a JCA tour something. We we're at the casino. They said to me, I says, hey, Tom P., you think you can fit a third plate on that arm? <laughs> you remember that thing? <laughs> oh, man, eyes are rolling on that one. Hey, Cap, uh, before I let you go to another thing, on the uh, crabbing, the, the crabbing's been phenomenal this year. I mean, you got your slow period sheds, new moon, whatever, but it's been off the charts. What's happening down your way with the blue claws? Um, Well, plenty of them right now, you know, they're going to they're, the shed is slowing down. They're yeah, you know, and it's time that all the blue claws, all they're thinking about is fattening up so they can get through. They can get through the winter. So it, you know, you know, all the rest of this month and and really, really, October is the prime prime, prime time. Oh yeah, time. They're all they're all feeding. They're not worrying about. They're not worrying about loving like like most of the summer. They go. They take breaks and. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, you know, they 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 go they go on exotic vacations with their girlfriends, but but now they're now they're eating. You can get them in the traps. You can get them in. You know, it, it's a load of people going out here, but there's there's plenty of crabs. Actually, actually, you know, it's, you know the, the commercial guys. Well, they they slow up because the markets slow up, and one of the reasons the markets slow up is because. Because the, you know, they're so easy to catch, and there's so many around. You right. you should take advantage of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Get get out before the football games. Go go catch up catch up a half a bushel of crabs and put them put them out out to eat during the game. Man, you got got, you some, got it. <laughs> yeah, that makes a hell of a day. Yeah, Captain Dave, we'll see you this week, man. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, I'll be here. I'm as always <laughs> taking care of you. We'll see, you, brother. Bye. It's wrapping up with big Johnny Grimco down there. Oh, fanatics. Marine Supply. West Avenue and Ocean City. I said, we got, I hear him some now the surfs. Calm down. Little kingfish on the surf. May have some bass in the back. And still some flounder around. Big Johnny. What's happening, brother? Hey, Tommy. How you doing, big guy? Oh, crazy, man. It's the time. Everything's coming together. Oh, yeah. And everything's coming together, but everything's closing down, unfortunately. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, oh. We- we still got, you know, some nice flounders still in the bay. All right. In the, all right. You know, uh, the reefs are doing good, but the bay's, you know, still fine. Uh, three to five pounders still around the bridges on the way out the inlet. You know, Oof. the guys that want to go out, don't want to go out and uh, make the trip can still find fish. 
Down where they, they hitting them on gulp or, or uh, peanut bunker, finger mullet. What's the dealio? Uh, some of the guys are hitting them on peanut bunker. Uh, other guys are using spot, mm. live spot. Yeah, you know, I had mm. a nice uh, nine and a half pounder last week. Oh, I uh, saw that. Whoop. Yeah. Um, so you know, you know, you put your time in, you're going to get rewarded. Uh, on the beachfront, you know, we got the uh, king still in the surf when the wind's not blowing. Spot have been around. Mm-hmm. Uh, got report of birds diving in the surf. Uh, nobody's telling me what's underneath them yet, but uh, okay. should be some bluefish starting to show. Maybe we'll even get a few, you know, stray albies running. Oh, John, what about uh, Schooley and Keeper Bay, you know, the 24 to 28 with the bonus egg and Biggers, uh, Bass in the Back, the ICW down Corsons, anything? Uh, yeah, they're all, you know, they're all over, you know, Corsons, uh, behind Sea Isle, uh, a lot of bass, you know, e- even up behind Ocean City here, you don't have to go as far down to Corsons, your fish little sod banks and stuff, right, okay. around the edges and the shadow lines of the bridges in the morning and the evening, you know, you got, you know, there's plenty of bass around. John, poppers, plugs, or what's the deal? Uh, jig heads, paddle tail shads, poppers. You know, the guys are catching them, you know, however they like. I've had a few guys throwing flies. No, oh, there you go. There you go. It's it's that, listen, it's that time of year, man. The feed bags are on. If you looked at my girth, you would say, Tom P., you're right. I will see you guys this week. You take care, man. <laughs> All right, man. You have a good one. I'm going to get a break. Be right back. Rack and Finn Radio. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. The Honda Summer Sales Event is on at Boardwalk Honda. Right now, lease a new 2021 Honda CRV Special Edition All-Wheel Drive Automatic for $269 a month. We have it all from store to shore. Plus, we'll buy your vehicle any make, model, or year. We're paying top dollar. Visit Boardwalk Honda located in Egg Harbor Township and online at BoardwalkHonda.com. And remember, from Maine to Miami, nobody beats a Boardwalk deal. Call us toll-free 844-8890-3390 for more details. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. That'll do for this week on Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of September 11th and 12th. Lest we forget. Remember, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. I know exactly where I was when I saw that second plane hit the tower. And how many people, oh, we'll never forget, have forgotten. Or the young people out there, the the social justice warriors, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, you know, especially 18, 19, 20, who can vote, right? They don't remember it. They don't even want to know about it. In fact, I wonder if they're even taught about, were even taught about it in school. Well, we shall see. Hopefully this November House and Senate elections, we will right the ship. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders and law enforcement. Get out there and enjoy. Happy New Year to all. Opening of early bow season and select DMZs around the state. Meat is on the hoof. Go and get it. Plenty of fish around. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio. 95.5 FM and 1450.